I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thanks, Yang. Hey, sports fans, Cam Stewart here with your sports grid news and betting update. If you want an edge cappers, you got to get on the grid. Breaking news is happening just a few minutes ago. The Toronto Maple Leafs have fired head coach Mike Babcock. Sheldon Keefe is now the new head coach at Toronto. More details to come, but Mike Babcock fired as Toronto Maple Leafs head coach. The Leonard George Show is going to be making its debut tonight for L.A. Clippers forward Kawhi Leonard set to return for the Clippers lineup after a three-game absence for tonight's game versus the Boston Celtics. Leonard has been sidelined with a left knee contusion, so tonight will be the first time He'll play beside another big free agent uh, offseason acquisition in Paul George. George missed the first 11 games for the clip while recovering from offseason shoulder surgery. Charles Barkley says he's very sorry. Barkley apologizing today for a remark he made to a a political reporter that made uh, light of violence against women. Quote, my comment was inappropriate and unacceptable, Barkley said in a statement issued by Turner Sports. It was an attempted joke and it wasn't funny at all. There's no excuse for it, and I apologize, added Barkley. Axios reporter Alexi McCammon tweeted Tuesday that in a discussion with Barkley, he told her, quote, I don't hit women, but if I did, I would hit you. The joke backfiring big time. He's been a mainstay on Turner's Inside the NBA since 2000, following a 16-year Hall of Fame NBA career. Lots of uh, games in the association tonight. We got two at 7 o'clock. Knicks in Philly, Sixers minus 12 and a half. 211 is your total. San Antonio minus two at Washington, 237. Five games at 7.30. Milwaukee laying 11 at Atlanta, 232.5. Golden State at Dallas. Mavericks, 14-point faves, 217. Cleveland and Miami, Heat minus 10, 213.5. Charlotte and Brooklyn, the Nets laying 4, 219. Orlando at Toronto, low number here. Raptors just minus 3, 207. Two at 8 o'clock. Detroit at Chicago. Bulls minus 1, 223. Houston and Denver. Nuggets minus 1, 221. 10 o'clock, Boston at LA. Clippers minus 8. Opened up at 5.5, 219.5. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard active tonight. Top 25 games in college hoops. 7 o'clock, USC Upstate at number 2, Louisville. They'll open up the party. Cards minus 36, 141. Alabama State at 20. Tennessee Vols minus 29, 141. 8 o'clock, Little Rock at number 16, Memphis Tigers minus 22, 140, 830. Elon at number 5, North Carolina. Tar Heels minus 31-146. Houston Astros owner Jim Crane elected not to talk about the sign-stealing scandal facing his club while at the baseball winter meetings, but uh, non-disclosure, it created a big buzz. Crane had to be escorted away from a large media scrum to the meeting area by a pair of police officers stationed at the hotel to serve as security. The owners' meetings will conclude this Thursday. Lots of NFL injury news. Steelers expected to be without Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner when they take on the Bengals in Week 12. Chicago quarterback Mitch Trubisky considered day-to-day with a hip pointer. He suffered versus the Rams on Sunday night. He is questionable for Sunday's tilt against the Giants. Good news for the Chiefs and their supporters. The hammy injury to speedy wideout Tyreek Hill, Dean Minor, and he could be ready to go after the team's Week 12 bye. The 7-4 Chiefs will take on Oakland in their first game after the bye week. The Cleveland Browns announcing today that tight end David Njoku will be designated to return from the injured reserve after suffering a broken wrist in week two. The third-year pro practicing today, eligible to play in week 12 versus the Miami Dolphins. The L.A. Chargers might get a key piece back soon as well, but it might be too late for their playoff chances. The Chargers could get back all-pro safety Derwin James following their week off. He's missed the entire regular season after suffering a stress fracture in his foot in August. The Chargers have started 4-7 and seven without him, but the stud sophomore likely to be back week 13. Two games in NCAA football tonight. Maction 
pair at 7.30. Akron of Miami of Ohio, we got Red Hawks minus 30.5-45. Toledo at Buffalo, Bulls minus 8.5-54. Hockey News, Washington Capitals forward Garnet Hathaway has been suspended three games for spitting on Anaheim Ducks defenseman Eric Branson. The NHL announced it today. Ottawa Senators forward Bobby Ryan will be away from the team while taking part in the NHLPA player assistance program. He left the practice on Monday. Ottawa coach DJ Smith says he is not feeling well. He's very sick. Two games in hockey tonight, 7.30. Ottawa at Montreal, Canadians minus 210, total 6.5. And And at 8 o'clock, we have the Washington Capitals minus 160 at the New York Rangers. Total in that game is 6.5. I'm Cam Stewart. Join me and Gabe Morenci for Red Heat and Rage. Gabe's on location at the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. We'll break down the college and NFL games with our friend Mark Lawrence from Playbook.com. GTD slash Red Heat and Rage. It's on SportsGrid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. Get on the grid. Let's roll. Game time decisions has begun. Ready and rage. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down here in the Sports Grid Studios. FanDuel Sportsbook at uh, the Meadowlands. And in the words of uh, Vince McMahon, you're fired! Uh, It's uh, Mike Babcock of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs has been relieved of his uh, duties. And I got to tell you, we've been talking a lot about the Leafs over the last 24 to 48 hours uh, or so. Uh, We read Mike Babcock's uh, quote yesterday, uh, Cam, in which it sounded like a man that had pretty much given up. And I said that yesterday when he said, hey, Where I am in my life right now, I'm good. And he goes, I got kids. uh, They're growing up. Life's good no matter what happens. I believe in Mike Babcock. And that sounded like a man that knew this was coming. I I could tell that Babcock had sort of, you know, he's exhausted all avenues with this team. He can't can't reach these kids. He can't get through. Doesn't mean he's a horrible coach. But he can't can't reach these kids. It's not working. Uh, But I got to tell you, Cam. I did not see this coming today. I mean, you and I spoke this morning. We didn't say, oh, Babcock's going to get fired. Although you, I'll give you credit, you've been sounding the alarms about they might not make the playoffs. They've got big, big problems. Listen, I thought the Leafs were overhyped coming into this thing. But I thought, hey, everyone needs to chill out. They'll get on a little bit of a run. But clearly Shanahan has realized this isn't going to get any better with Babcock. The players have tuned him out either tune them out or they just never listen to them to begin with, Cam. You said it, Gabe. And take a look, too, if we really break it down. What's Mike Babcock done when successful? Older teams, veteran established players. The Leafs are young. A lot of these guys have come up from the American Hockey League, some winning a, a, a Calder Cup as American Hockey League champs with the Toronto Marlies. Babcock, you said it, Gabe. It feels like he checked out. He tried. It's also been a lot of dissension there. And I'll tell you something. Dubis and him don't get along, so it's a power struggle. If Brandon Shanahan, yep. he's part of he's part it's of the old brass, school, new right? school. So that's exactly what it is. So Shanahan's like, listen, he kind of thought what we did. This guy won with Detroit, but look at the guys on the team. Team Canada, me, you wasted could have coached that team. I'm not saying Mike Babcock's a bad well, let coach me, either. Let me, yeah, he's just the right. He's the wrong man for the time for the. Let league. me they bring this up. Mm-hmm. And exactly, let, let me bring this up. Like Joe Torre. Joe Torre was a better manager with the Yankees than he was uh, with the Braves, wasn't he? Yeah. Because of the talent that he had. 
you look at Mike Babcock and what he's accomplished in coaching. Great job. Yet the Detroit Red Wings, they were full of veterans, man. Like Steve Eiserman used to be a young kid that didn't get it. He was a man by the time Babcock got there. Scotty Bowman did the legwork. And Mike Babcock comes in. Ken, you don't need to try to motivate a Nicholas Lindstrom. You don't exactly. need to motivate a Brendan Shanahan, uh, a Steve Eiserman, the players, a Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios woke up pissed off on his own. You know, he didn't need to be fired up. Team Canada, come on. Oh, yeah, how hard was that? Right? Oh, you coach Team Canada. Good for you. I can pick, I can pick the kid, you know, the, the, you know. We'll hit this on the other side. Get on the grid. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Game time decisions continue. Let's get on the grid. We welcome Pluto TV uh, to the rotation. Channel 517. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Uh, we're here at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, Sports Grid Studios. On this uh, Wednesday evening, we have a bunch of college basketball on tap tonight. Late night in the NHL, but we have big news in the NHL. Mike Babcock, head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, has uh, been fired. And um, his contract's guaranteed for the record. Um, and it was a big contract. It was eight years, Huge. fifty million dollars. Eight years. How many years is this? Is this year four now? Yeah, highest paid, Gabe. So he's going to be basically vacationing for the next little while, making what eighteen, seven, like almost seven, like six point and change a million dollars a year. Like what a life! You're right, man. So the guy's got half his contract left, guaranteed money. So he's just going to sit back, relax. Enjoy his life with millions and millions of dollars in his pocket. Sounds like a winner to me. He did quite well. Yeah, that's why he said. Uh, that's why he said I'm in a good spot in my life, no matter what happens. As he stated exactly. yesterday, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. It's like whatever. Fire you guys me. still owe me six and a half million dollars a year, so yeah, it's all good. Me. And whatever, Sportsnet will probably give me another two million a year to be yeah. an analyst. So you know, it's all good to me. <laughs> so you know, say uh, let's bring in. Let's bring in Mark Lawrence right now. Although, and this is interesting, Mark, and I won't put you on, on the hot seat as far as the Toronto Maple Leafs' internal situation, but they were the second choice to win the Stanley Cup this year. Out of the playoffs right now, loaded with young talent, but how do you feel, Mark? What's, what's the database? What's the Lawrence and the playbook database say about teams that play their first game with a new coach? You know, in baseball, it seems like teams win often. They fire the manager, and yep. it seems like the team wins that next game. It often depends. Like, did they hate the coach? Did they like the coach? There's different angles to it, but are you a let's buy in because they fired the coach, or are you a let's play against the fired coach guy, Mark? 
Well, my database, uh, I only have uh, what I call interim coaches in the uh, NFL football, but I can tell you this oh, from yeah. that sample that I that I do have of those interim coaches, the teams do tend to play well the first game. And I think a lot of it, like you say, is predicated upon whether or not that coach was liked or despised one or the other by the players. And, uh, you know, obviously if you can find a coach that was despised and they're glad to get rid of him, I think that enhances their chances. Now, I don't know what the case with Babcock was, whether the locker room liked him or did not, but, you know, that's the case the way it is, at least in the National Football League. I think they were indifferent to him. I don't think they yeah. disliked him, but I don't think they liked him. Like, I think Good they're just classic. I don't like the. I don't like throwing millennials. I got I, I nothing against kids. They, they, millennials don't have this easy life like everyone thinks they do, or pretends, whatever. But they are just young guys. They're they're kids, and they're not even millennials. What's like before millennials? You got guys in their mid early twenties. They're richer than he is already. That's a problem, right? It's like, whatever, dude. Yeah, you might be the highest-paid coach in the league. I make more money than you. I'm only 23, so whatever. Get bent, uh, Cam, right? You know what I mean? Like, Austin Matthews didn't even tell him how he got arrested. That's not like a respect or fear factor. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they clearly just were like, eh, whatever. The old guy's complaining again. And they tuned him out. So, you know, I I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, I look forward to it in the bowl games, Mark. I know for a fact in the bowl games, and I know for the database – College football, interim coaches never freaking win. (laughs) You you bet against those guys all the time. Yeah, that's basically because, you know, the program is in ruin or going absolutely nowhere. You know, so it's time to hang it up as far as the players in the locker room are concerned. They're probably likely disappointed that the coach that recruited them has been sent on the on his way and uh you know they don't like that as well so college football they do tend to not even show up when uh substitute coaches come in interim coaches if you will and uh i think that's more of a play against type situation all right so let's get down to business uh, here tonight um is it true mark and uh me and cam were talking about this but would Akron become the first team ever, maybe, to go 0-12 straight up and ATS? Like, has, has it never happened that a team, like, failed to cover one game in a year? Well, what happens in my database is that uh, you do have some holes usually with teams like that. When I say holes, uh, basically because they played FCS or what was Division two or three schools where there wasn't a line, so you know they they couldn't fill the ledger out completely. But uh, in my database, they will be the first O twelve O and twelve straight up NATS and even worse. ITS, what I call ITS, in the stats. They've been outgained every football game they played as well. So what you read in the playbook when I say uh, 0-12 Sioux adds ITS, it's because they've also been outyarded in every game as well. So we'll lay 30 points tonight, Cam, with Miami of Ohio. Minus yeah, 30. Yeah, 30 and a half. I got to be honest with you, though, Gabe, when we talked about the morning show, Miami of Ohio doesn't Fair have number. the type of offense <laughs> to easily cover Thirty and a half or thirty-one points in that game. You know what I mean? It's just one of those games. It wouldn't shock me if Akron covered. Am I going to bet them? No, but I just think that's a lot to ask the Red Ox in in, in a action game. Gabe winning by four touchdowns and a field goal. It's a little bit to ask, but you're right. Akron absolutely blows. They're horrible, but it's a lot of points. Oh, they're really bad. <laughs> oh, they they're really, that. really, really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. As like Mark says, as, dregs. As Mark, they're the dregs of college football. Well, yeah, they're awful. 
Ten. <laughs> Ten's the magic number with these guys. They're 0-10 straight up. They're 0-10 against the spread. They score yep. 10 points a game. They average 10.6 <laughs> uh, uh, points a game. They oh. give up 36. But good point, Cam. Miami of Ohio only score 24.8 points per game. You know, that's that's something to take into consideration. It reminds me of the Buffalo Bills when the Bills were laying 17 to the Dolphins, and we alluded yep. to the fact that, hey, the Bills only score 18 points a game. So, and they got to shut these guys out, essentially, uh, if they're going to cover this number. But Miami of Ohio is on a 6-0 and ATS run right now as well. And, Mark... You know, you look at their offense, they put up 44. I think it's pretty comparable. Bowling Green guys are also a terrible team. And True. last week, Miami of Ohio beat them 44-3. Uh, Miami of Ohio have already locked their spot into the MAC uh, title game. But, Mark, I don't think they're going to let up uh, tonight. And is it uh, senior night tonight, Mark? Homecoming, senior night tonight? What is it, senior night? So last home game, well, right? You know. It's their last home game. Uh, you know, that's more in basketball. Homecoming in college football is basically a dedicated game somewhere earlier than the last game. Uh, we don't have word of whether or not this is indeed that homecoming last game, but it, it will be officially senior night, at least for the Akron no, Zips, who probably... Yeah. I know yeah, homecoming is earlier, you're right, the but they do... Yeah, well, I would tell yeah, you, well, you're living in Miami of Ohio. <laughs> like, uh, but <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, they've done, exactly. they've sort of done, they've done the, uh, they've, they've taken from the basketball cabinet, Mark. Like the mothers yeah. and will come out on the field tonight and stuff. The guy's have his, his cap true. on, yeah. you know what I mean? The flowers. It's big. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. I was reading about it earlier. Like, yeah, the parents are all going to be there tonight. Homecoming's more, hey, let's get wasted. <laughs> it's going to be a great weekend. <laughs> you know what Ooh. I mean? My girl's coming in this weekend. Tonight's more like the family, and I'm so proud of you. It's their last home game. For a lot of these parents, guys, it's the last time they watched their kids play football tonight. For sure, emotional time for sure about that. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is they still have to be better than the other team. Those parents aren't going to be scoring or running the football or passing the ball. So it'll be up to the coaches and the players to get the job done. Now, the task at hand here, obviously, is Miami laying more wood right now than I believe they ever have. Uh, you know, I can go back in my database, and I don't find where they were ever a 30-point favorite. Now, maybe back in the days of Era Parsegian, back, in then, back then they may well have been but uh you know this is a tall tall task a big big number but no way do you want a piece of akron in this football game no <laughs> what about toledo and buffalo they really want to lay nine points with buffalo even I though toledo you, have Gabe, their problems this game yeah. is steam this game opened up at seven mark and gabe and now i'm seeing eight and a half i saw one offshore with a nine like mark people are betting to buffalo like they got the paper you know with the result but you know what Buffalo is, guys? They're one of 27 teams that are left that have four wins, and they need to win each of their final two games. So there's a lot of support going to be going to those teams, Buffalo being one of or They need one more win, I should say, in their final two games, and that could be the case tonight. All right, we'll hit this and more on the other side. we got Mark uh, Lawrence, the NBA basketball uh, tonight, college uh, basketball. Uh, we'll get us a college football and NFL. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. The Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid to receive a free bet up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet up to 500 bucks when you open up a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open up that new account and claim a free wager up to 500 bucks today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. And we'd like to welcome our friends to the Pluto TV audience, channel 517. Thanks for tuning in. Get on the grid, everybody, and find us on YouTube at the Sports Grid Network, all fantasy and sports wagering all the time, and on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. Back to Gabe and Mark Lawrence. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Cam. All right, so uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us. So we got some action on the board uh, here this evening. Uh, college uh, football starting to get real uh, right now, though. Just uh, two more weeks left of uh, regular season play. Uh, so, uh, Mark, um, Minnesota bit the dust uh, last week, but they're still in contention uh, for the um, for the Big Ten uh, championship. And if they won, if they won out, no one thinks they're going to beat Ohio State. Uh, but uh, whatever, they're still there. But Penn State and Ohio State, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised by the point spread in this game. And I understand Ohio State haven't won a game by less than 24 points so far this year. Yet their schedule sucks. You know, they played one tough team in Wisconsin this year. Like their schedule, well, you know what? They beat Cincinnati, actually. And Cincinnati's pretty good. I'll give them that. But, uh, you know, this is a step up in class for Ohio State right now. They have Michigan coming up in a couple of weeks. Were you surprised? Uh, you know, it opened 13, but it's up to 18 and a half right now. Are you surprised it's this high mark? Really, no. Uh, largely, basically, because you can't let Ohio State get away too cheap, if that means anything. Just the fact that they've been a runaway train against everybody they've played this year. And on the other side, Penn State has shown vulnerability on the road, especially under James Franklin, who can't win a game to save his life when he's away from home against a ranked team. He's only 1-12 in 12 in his career. Uh, you know, I know and I understand the closeness of the series. I think the last three years have been decided by a total of only five points. And I also know that Ohio State does have Michigan on deck, and they usually end up uh, performing terribly. They're 0-6 or 0-7 to the spread at home before they play Michigan. But these are different circumstances. You've got Ohio State battling in the number two slot in the college football playoff rankings. And there is no look ahead to Michigan in this football game. They'll be fully 100% concentrated on beating Penn State, who I don't think can do anything about it on the road once Ohio State takes a lead in the football game. This is an Ohio State team whose defense is better than their offense, if you can believe it. They've held eight opponents to season-low yards, number one defense in college football, highest-scoring team in college football. I can understand the big spread in this football game. 
Cam, what are you going to do with that game? That's a tough game, Gabe. Um, I might actually fade Ohio State with Mark's database and, and lean in. I think I will take the points. Another game, Gabe, I find is interesting. Uh, your Michigan Wolverines playing Indiana. I watched that Indiana-Penn State game the other week, and if not for a couple mistakes, they could actually beat the Nittany Lions. They're playing better football, but Gabe, you know Harbaugh and Michigan's really, really putting it together since that second half against Penn State. They've been a totally different football team, Mark. Should be a good one. Michigan and Indiana kind of uh, below the radar. Should be a great game this weekend. I think it'll be a terrific game, and I think this is maybe more a case of Michigan looking ahead to Ohio State than it would be Ohio State looking yeah. ahead to Michigan uh, yeah, good in this particular situation here. Uh, Indiana's played some pretty good football this year. I mean, they're really uh, an offensive juggernaut. Uh, you take a look, I believe they scored less than 30 points in only one football game they played so far, uh, or two. That was up until last week against Penn State. You know, But they're still averaging, I believe, uh, near 40 points a football game here. I do like Indiana in the game. I think uh, I, I like their style, the way they're playing. I think Michigan can get that lump in their throat uh, against good teams, especially at home and especially with Ohio State on deck. I'll take the points with the Hoosiers. Yeah, I would expect a close game here as well. Uh, recent recent years have been close, uh, 31-20, 27-20. I look at the total here, and as you mentioned, uh, Mark, Indiana's offense has been very, very efficient. Meanwhile, the Michigan Wolverine offense has really come alive as well. They've scored 38 or more points in four of their last five football games. 44 on MSU, 38 on Maryland, 45 on Notre Dame, um, you know, 42 Illinois. You, you look, uh, Patterson's come alive. Post Since the Penn State game, they've come alive. The 45-14 win against uh, Notre Dame, 38-7 against Maryland, 44-10. As you mentioned, Cam, they've been freaking rolling, and I'll tell you yep. what, for all the criticism of Harbaugh and stuff, he's now a, uh, a robust 6-4 against the spread this year. All right, so he's actually made money. Michigan, that's rare for Michigan. Michigan normally don't cover these uh, these numbers. But, guys, I think the over is worth the look here. It's only 53, 53 and a half. Michigan's going to score in Indiana. Like Michigan's uh, offense is going to score. They're going to get into the 30s. You know, I think this game gets into the 60s. You know, let's say 35-27 Michigan, you know, 33-27 Michigan. I, I think Michigan win probably by about four to six points, and uh, it gets into the high 50s, 60s, Mark. Well, for the makeup of this Indiana team, I would not disagree at all with that. Uh, and you've also got a Michigan football team that you know might uh, might be interested in lighting up the scoreboard, which they've done here of late. Uh, I think they've averaged like 41 points a game their last three football games, so their their offense is beginning to come around in that sense. Uh, and it'd be difficult, I think, for Indiana to play a good defensive football game. So I'd lean to the over total there as well. All right, Mark. There's another rivalry game. Uh, this week, and you know, it doesn't have the same uh, cachet it's, it's as bad, as right? a Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, but uh, the Battle of L.A., uh, Los Angeles, and uh, UCLA, and the USC Trojans. So you look at so Chip Kelly hasn't gotten to a bowl game yet. Yet you look at this team, Mark. I mean, clearly, you know, I know they got tattooed last week, forty-nine-three. But whatever, man. Utah, I think Utah are going to end up in a playoff when it's all said and done. So. You know, you look at you look at UCLA, 34-16 Stanford, 42-32 ASU, Colorado, 31-14. Do you like what you're seeing from this UCLA team? And if there's a team that would like really like to get into a bowl game, you know Chip Kelly wants to get this. 
somehow beat USC and then host Cal to, to get to get the sixth win. What do you think of this, uh, Mark? I like the Bruins' chances here, Gabe. They were playing some really good football up until they ran into that Utah juggernaut last week. They had outyarded each of their previous four opponents and held two of them to season low yards. So they're beginning to feel it, you know, feel that, hey, we could go to a bowl game. And if they pull the rug out on Southern Cal here, and that's not out of the realm of possibility, they can beat California at home next week and then go bowling. It would justify, to Chip Kelly at least, you know, uh, the alumni, his hiring. So I look for a big effort by UCLA here. And you're also talking about a Southern Cal football team that uh, you look at uh, what they're doing here. They're those, I think, the 125th ranked team in penalty yards. They're very di- undisciplined like football team. Uh, I'm going to say with UCLA in the football contest here, I think there's a lot of value in points. And remember, Kelly has beat Southern Cal four of the five times he's played them. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us. All right, so speaking of trends and teams that have beaten each other, I don't know what it is, but, you know, we talk about it often. The AFC South is a division in which history often repeats itself. And, you know, I was talking about a couple of weeks ago how Houston were uh, 11-2, or 10-2 in their last 12 games straight up against Jacksonville and 14-4 and in their last 18. And then I recall, um, you know, the the... the the, the script gets flipped, and the Indianapolis Colts um, always beat the the Houston Texans. And and it's like musical chairs. The NFC East is a lot like that. But uh, guys, the Indianapolis Colts nine uh, nine three and one the last thirteen times. And even just going back through the history, Cam, if you think in the old days when Houston came into the league, Peyton Manning was on the Colts, and they yep. were like the Super Bowl and all that type of stuff. Houston could never beat them. Like, Houston couldn't beat them. Then it was Andrew Luck. They couldn't beat him. You know, and now it's Jacoby Brissett. Didn't beat him. Yeah, I, I was on the Texans. Indy beat him. Like, Mark, uh, Indy just freaking owned the Houston Texans. What do you make of this game, though? Well, especially in Houston, uh, where they won six of the last seven. Uh, but I'm a little bit concerned here about the medal of the Houston Texans coming in here if I'm the Colts, uh, given the fact that that was Deshaun Watson's worst loss of his career uh, in a game at Baltimore last week. And uh, he'd had a pretty good season himself. Houston had been playing some really good, steady football here. I'm going to lean small to Houston in the football game. It's a kind of a game that if either team won, I wouldn't be surprised. But, uh, you know, I like playing against teams that set records their previous game, and I like playing on teams that got really beat up and pummeled in their previous contest as well, and I think Houston fits that bill. The other concern for me is the Indianapolis Colts. They lose Marlon Mack, the running back, and uh, you know that running a game for the Colts really sets up the passing attack. Uh, they ran for 264 yards last week. Uh, so, you know, without him in the lineup here, and they got a backup running back making the start there for them, I would be a little bit concerned about that if I'm Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis. Me too, Cam. I'm looking at the Texans tomorrow. Yeah, me too. I, I love – that's a great angle, Gabe. Ty tested in true getting beat down the week before. I haven't seen – I couldn't believe it. And they hyped that Baltimore-Houston game as like, ooh, the AFC showdown. You got Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson and the Houston te- te- Texans just laid an egg, man. That wasn't just a loss. That was embarrassing and putrid. So I expect them to bounce back in that spot too. I totally agree. Mark, what are we going to do with this team? All of a sudden, Atlanta, the last couple of weeks, loving to beat down the rivals, right? Huge upset, knocking people out of survivor pools, crushing New Orleans, and then – you know, 
I got to be honest with you. I thought Carolina would come back there and give them a fight, but unbelievable. Tampa Bay and Atlanta, what do you think? Does Atlanta still got it, Mark? Well, you know, I'm going to fade them this week uh, off of their two big, big wins and play Tampa Bay, who has lost some money six in a row, but they played a lot better in the stats. I'm going to grab the points with the Bucks in this game. All right, hang in here, Mark. We'll take a quick break. Uh, We'll get Mark out of here in a couple of minutes. We'll just throw a couple of NFL games at him. Uh, Colonel Kurtz, George Kurtz, going to step up in in as well. We'll talk. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Game Time Decisions continues now on Pluto TV. Uh, welcome aboard to everybody watching on Pluto, Channel 517. I am Marenzi. We're throwing it down here in the Sports Grid Studios of FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. Cam Stewart uh, with us, as always. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us uh, right now. We'll just keep Mark for a couple of uh, more moments, and uh, we'll let him get out of here. San Francisco and Green Bay, guys, a fun game uh, this week. Seattle and uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, it's funny. There's so much negativity around the Patriots after that game. They actually won, guys. I I, I know it's shocking yeah, to people, but the Patriots won. Philadelphia are the ones that are in big trouble right now, and Seattle can really come. And yeah, what's that TV show? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Well, it's not going to yeah, be sunny no, in Philadelphia on Monday if Seattle goes in there and beats these guys. And the Seahawks are a damn good road team, uh, Mark. Uh, it even falls into your awesome angle of the week this week, Seattle and Philadelphia. Yeah, Seattle themselves is, uh, number one, aside from being a good team themselves, they've been outstanding as dogs in the regular season when they come off a win and cover their previous game. They've won the money 12 straight games in a row doing just that. I think this rest could end up uh, benefiting them as well in this contest. Uh, the biggest negative is the fact that this game was moved from Sunday night to uh, a regular game, and it's going to start at 1 Eastern, 10 o'clock body clock start for the Seahawks. But that hasn't bothered them in the past. Uh, they're one of the best teams in the National Football League going west to east are the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not going to let that impede me. Uh, what I'm a little bit concerned also about is the short number in the game. I think there's gonna end up, this game's going to probably go off at a pick em, uh, because there's some holes with the Philadelphia Eagles. But when you've got Russell Wilson as an underdog in a football game uh, in a situation that he's in like this, I'm going to back Wilson and the Seahawks in the contest every time. Cam, you're the you're Sammy Seahawk. Yeah, I love it. I think uh, I've been very selective with Seattle, Gabe, and I uh, took them against the Niners, and I see the same type of thing. I agree with Mark's angle. The thing is, I've never seen a team. I've never seen a team that has been brutal when they used to go east early, but over oh, yeah. the last little while has really, really, really improved. You saw them. They've done. Gabe, it started last time when you were at Metalwork Studio and Seattle went in there and beat the Lions. Think about their road performances from that point. They don't lose. A, they're way better on the road. They don't cover numbers at home. 
Philadelphia better watch out or Seattle might win this game by like 8 to 11. Like they might they might beat them down. It's pretty crazy because they used to be terrible on the road. I remember that's like, what I'm like, talking yeah, about. That's that good on the road. <laughs> they were horrible like, on like the road Russell and all Wilson? of a sudden they just switched. Yeah. They switched. Like remember when they lost weird. to the Falcons in the playoffs when the Falcons went yeah, to the Super Bowl? Like, Wilson struggled. Exactly. It was like, yeah, like exactly. the game against Minnesota, they only won because Buddy missed the chip it's, shot. They couldn't the score, goal. right? Like they, they have you're right. They flipped yep. the script. All right, we'll get you out of here, Mark. Just quick takes on the New York games. Two ways of looking at this. Can you trust the Bears? Um uh, but at the same point in time, you can picture Danny Dimes turning the ball over 17 times against the Bears' defense. And then you got the Jets and the Raiders. I don't buy that the Jets. I know the Jets have had a nice little run here. I like the Raiders this week, Mark. Coming east, I think the Raiders get it done. Well, with the Bears, I'm going to lean to the Bears here. The thing I don't like is, uh, obviously, not only are they in a, mired in a, in a losing streak, they've also been outgained their last three. I call that leaking oil. And you generally don't like to lay favorites with teams that are leaking oil like Chicago is. But uh, the situation being what it is, I think this is a value play for the Chicago Bears, given their condition of play. And they're not beating much here in the New York Giants. As far as the Jets are concerned here, you know, Oakland's got this 1 o'clock Eastern body clock start game working here as well. Uh, and the Jets are playing arguably their best football of the season right now. But, you know, I'm not going to put my hand in my pocket for this game here because I know sooner or later Adam Gase is going to step in and mess everything up for the New York Jets. Uh, he can't let well enough alone. He's got to end up trying to be the man and take the focus off the team and put it on himself. That being the case, I think eventually he's going to end up taking this team down. I don't know if it'll be this week or when, but mark it down. Adam Gase will end up not coaching the New York Jets uh, for the length of his contract for sure. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Thank you very much, sir. Always a pleasure, Mark. Have a good one, and My Mark. pleasure, guys. Enjoy the game. Be well, and I'll catch you next week. Take care. There's Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Uh, thank you very nice. much, uh, Mark Lawrence. All right, so I had a poll question. Let's see. Let's see. We, we get. Uh, it was getting quite a few uh, responses actually coming in. Um, uh, this this is smart stuff from someone on Twitter. What did I say here about the Leafs? All you Leaf fans need to be moderate <laughs> teams and players. Stop treating them like stars. They haven't won since 2004. When was the last time the Habs uh, won a cup? Your comment means nothing. I'm going to respond. You sound like a typical Leaf fan. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Habs won in 1994. Uh, 1994 yes. and have 24 banners. Leafs haven't won since when your mom was hot. Uh, but no, well. I won't say that. <laughs> Leafs haven't won. Have twenty-four batters. One, one of Leafs won. <laughs> was it nineteen sixty-two? That's like yeah. Thanks for your tweet. All right. Well, we got him on so, twice uh, a week. So George yeah. Kurtz. George Kurtz. Well, yeah, no, it's in hockey. He was jumping in. I felt like he he needed someone yeah. to talk to about this. And also, and also, I figured we'll get a neutral. And this guy's an idiot. I actually like the Leafs. I, I have nothing against. P.S. You are an idiot. Fair Leafs supporter. You are going. an I tell idiot. It is. I actually like the That's Leafs. Kurtz. 
but aren't blinded and dumb. Thanks. Thank you. Now screw off and don't tweet me again. Thank you. Um, all thank right, you George Kurtz comes in. I thank you. Yeah, thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I could just have. That. I wish I could shock people though. That'd be better. That's the best invention, yeah. George. If someone could invent that, I'd buy it. Like basically, yeah, like if you could like fan? shock the person you're tweeting to, yeah, somehow like you vote like, eh. not kill them, just shock them. So Cam's a Leaf fan. I'm not a Leaf fan, and I'm not I'm not biased. Like I've got I got no beef with the Leafs. I'm I, I'm indifferent I'm towards the Leafs. Ask Cam. Like over I'm the years, I actually no, pull for fair. them in the playoffs. Yep. yep but. Yep. I'm calling it like it is. Babcock couldn't connect uh, with these guys. You're a neutral observer on this, Kurtz. What do you think of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the second choice by the odds makers to win the Stanley Cup this year, firing their coach after a six-game losing streak? Well, I think what you're seeing here is a team with high expectations, with a lot of high-priced players, Tavares, Matthews. You signed Nylander last year. You signed Marner now. That's falling apart. Were they 11th now in the East? Maybe 10th? They're falling out of a playoff spot here. They've lost six straight. Yeah. You lost to Vegas last night. Uh, I think you're, you got a point. I, I don't think Babcock, with today's players, it doesn't work. You can't be a disciplinarian. Mike Keenan would never work with today's players. You can't do Correct. that. You have to sort of play Kate to them. So I don't blame the Leafs for doing it. I'm not saying it's all Babcock's fault. But I think part of it is I don't think he was willing to adjust. But I think it's also I'm a general manager. You have a fantasy team here. I mean, it looks great on paper. Nealander, Captain, and Matthews, Tavares, Johnson. You go on and on and on. Great players. I did like the trade they made when they got Barry and Kuffert, uh for Kami. It seemed to be a, a great thing, but they still don't pay enough attention was to the defense. Was it enough? Yeah, I, I think it still is a good, pretty good trade. Kerfoot's a decent player when healthy. He's probably he miscast at the center three. And Barry's a really good defenseman, but he's, he's done nothing with Toronto. George, you know, for whatever reason, bottom line, but you still need a goaltender. Exactly. No, no. Anderson's good. The defense is horrible, and it's this simple. Dubas, with this little calculator, put way too much money with the four forwards on the team. And now you look at the back end of that team, it stinks. And I'll tell you another thing. He's a Sabermetrics guy. You talk about it. Babcock's old school. Shanny used to play. There's dissension. These guys don't like each other. They don't get along. They have differences in philosophy. And it was a train wreck. And as for the players... Nobody has the balls to step up, and you talk about it. Tavares was the captain of the team. George, you know, he doesn't talk or do anything. Guy's a good player, but when I really, when I look at this team and the Nylanders of the world, they don't back check. They play a soft game, and they're completely opposite to the team that you support. These guys think they could just do it with talent, and they sleep. They better wake up. And I'll tell you something about Sheldon Keith. This guy won an American Cup, American Hockey League title, Calder Cup. His winning percentage is sick, and I'll tell you, he's a younger guy, and the and the players will respond to him better than Babcock. That's my opinion. If they don't, well, how guys, long until Austin Matthews I... says, I want out of here? Yeah. Well, yeah. and if he does, so what? So what? So he can go, you know, grab his junk in, in another city now? <laughs> like, whatever. Hey, he's back home tomorrow. Yeah, keep it in your pants, Austin, yeah. tomorrow. Huh? Arizona, like, that's right. Right. But I agree. I agree with, with this in a sense. It's everybody's fault. This isn't, and I asked the poll question, did Mike Babcock deserve to get fired? I just simplified it because if I made it complicated, people are dumb. So, yes, he had to go 63%, no players to blame, 37%. I agree with what both of you stated, that everyone's to blame here. 
You've got an analytics kid that's 30 years old that never played hockey in his life. You've got an old, grumpy, old-school guy in Mike Babcock. <laughs> you got Shanahan in the middle trying to bridge these guys together. you got a bunch of narcissistic, overpaid, selfish kids that have been handed everything. Never won jack in their lives. Like, did they even win in junior? You know what I mean? Like, you know, did Martyr, or was he on, was Martyr ever winning a world junior title even, or did he choke there? You know what I'm saying? Like, they never won it. They've all been handed max. All right, did he? All right, good for him. That's right. So, they've been handed these max contracts, big money, treated like stars. They just don't win. And the thing is, if you're the GM and you're the organization, it's a lot like the Angels and Sosha. Like, why do you yeah. have a analytic kid and then have a relic coach? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got, and another thing is, your analytics doesn't add up. And I said this coming in, man, they're not tough enough. You've got a bunch of the same players. I'll, like, you I'll didn't need John Tavares. That's the right? thing, you know, Nystrom, Tavares, Marner, yep. uh, Matthews. The they're all the he same. Went. They're all offensive guys who don't play a defensive game. Not tough enough. And another thing no is, heart. Kudos, kudos to George's team. Everyone on the Leafs are like, oh, good. We got this young genius in here, Dubas. You know what? Bring back Lou Lamorello. Him and Barry Trotz figured it out. It's unbelievable, this kid. How much money he put to all those forwards. It's stupid. You're supposed to be a math saber metrics guy. It doesn't make sense. You can't have all those guys making that percentage of bulk of the money because the rest of the team stinks. That's the problem. This kid's done a horrible job. Babcock didn't adapt. And the kids, you said it, Gabe, it's, you, they don't listen and they don't play hard enough. There's a big problem in Toronto. George, I'll tell you something. They'll be lucky to make the playoffs. They got to go on a major heater. They're in big trouble. They do. And so is um, the numbers tell you. Do you, you think they turn it around? By Thanksgiving, you're in trouble. I think they do. I think they get it. You think? I think too, yeah. too much talent. Too much talent here for them not to. But. It's got to be yep. soon, right? If you're going to get that jolt from the new coach, usually that happens right away within now. the first month. If it doesn't, we know hockey. then they're done. Gabe, we know hockey. Do they it's win tomorrow? We're going to bet set on up, them? Yes. They do. Are they going to yeah, beat Arizona tomorrow? <laughs> Austin Matthews. His you're smashing it. We don't, if they don't beat Arizona tomorrow, like you might as well just like, I don't even know what to tell you, Gabe. Like, this, they but that's why the speculation this. was, the speculation was that Babcock will okay, get fired later thing. this week. Because the schedule gets so easier that's the thing, guys. next week. <laughs> yeah, but it really doesn't. I looked at their schedule. Hit it on the other side. Hang in here, George. We got George's hockey picks on the other side. But what oh, if they lose, like, another six in a row? Then what? Oh, then then whose fault yeah. is it? You know what I'm saying? Oh. It's like, this is real. And it's not oh, Babcock's fault. He's just part of it. It's all your right. fault. It's Shani's fault. It's Dubas' fault. It's Babcock's fault. And it's your fault. You at home. <laughs> NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. On a lighter 
known a Florida woman gets 15 days in jail for throwing a slushy at Representative Matt Gates. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Uh, get <laughs> throwing a slushy. Are you serious? So she gets. Listen to this one. She gets 15 days in jail for throwing a slushy, and that moron chick who threw a chair off a balcony in Toronto and could have killed somebody and split their car in half didn't get what. Is she even going to get jail time? Probation? What a joke. That chick should be in jail. Yeah, for she got off. Yeah, yeah, she's I don't think anything too. happened to her. Laughing about it. Nothing. Yeah, the thing no, is, she had just Matt, had Gates, Matt Gates like a congressman, though, right? She yeah, hit a congressman yeah. with a slushy. She's actually lucky yeah. she only got 15 days, to be honest. <laughs> I just find it amusing that it was a slushy. <laughs> It's like the headline. Florida woman gets 15 days in jail for chucking slushy at Rep Gates. <laughs> All right. What are you chucking at the book tonight, uh, Kurtz, before you make dinner? Kurt. Uh, what was going on there, Kurtz? I heard you. I'll make it in a minute. Well, what's the deal? You the cook here at home? What's going on, Kurtz? Making what's some stew or something? <laughs> The wife is working, and uh, I have to go leave the ref. I'm actually refereeing hockey tonight as well, so i got to make the kids some dinner before I go. Got some meatloaf, though. Made some meatloaf. What are you going to make them? Oh, yeah. Meatloaf. Meat, meat meat meatloaf. Nice. I, I love like meatloaf. Dear God. Kurtz is a jack of all trades. Can't believe anything, but no offense. But, yeah, I'm just thinking, you made the meatloaf too, Kurtz? Yes, I made it. I can make a meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't think you can cook, Kurtz. I'm not poisoning my kids. Uh, I'm sad. She wants a bagel bites. My youngest one wanted bagel bites. He was trying to convince me to make bagel bites. Oh, bagel bites. That's all right. right. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. All right. What's your hockey pick of the night here, Kurtz? Firstly, you know, I'm so I'm so ticked off the NHL. They had two games Sunday, two Monday, 88 games yesterday, two games tonight again, 88 tomorrow, two on Friday, <laughs> another thousand on Saturday, and then three on Sunday. Drives me insane. I'm going to parlay again. Uh, Montreal and Washington did well for me on Monday. I'll do it again tonight. Watch out, Ottawa might be a big dog tonight. They Montreal played last finished. night. They suck. They won. Detroit, Bill right. suck. Yeah, Cam takes on these games on the other side. Seems like the Capitals play every night. Every Capital game goes over the numbers. True. Game time decision.